Hey everyone, and welcome to the Growth Tribe podcast, where we're all about growing ourselves to create lives we effing love on our terms. I'm Ellen, and I'm a former biomedical researcher turned coach who fell in love with personal growth when it empowered me to transform my health, quit my PhD, travel the world, and start my own business. But don't get me wrong, I'm still figuring my shit out too, and I'm so pumped to share what I'm learning along the way. We've got amazing interviews, big stories, tips, tricks, and no bullshit action steps that we can all learn from. So with that, welcome to this episode of The Growth Tribe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Growth Tribe podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because this is like real talk, like hashtag real talk episode. Today, we've got Jackie Kossoff, which is another one of the amazing women from my mastermind group, and we are really, really just getting nitty gritty on like all things real talk about entrepreneur life. She is a very, very young marketing strategist and success coach. And what I love so much about our conversation today is that this is really a no holds barred kind of conversation about some of the things that are probably going to come come up for you in your entrepreneurial journey. But for those of you that aren't entrepreneurs, dude, listen to this episode anyway, because it's all she is like the strategy queen. Like we vibe really, really hard on all things strategy. And she talks to you about her journey as an entrepreneur, some of the tools and resources and, you know, partnering up with other women that have really helped her along her journey. But one of my favorite parts of our conversation today is some of the things that she's dealt with along the lines of essentially ageism, People telling her that because of her age, she wouldn't be successful or that they deserved success because more success than her because she was young and how she flipped that on her head and used it as a way to empower her, make her more confident and make her more successful in her business. I loved, loved, loved this conversation with Jackie and you very well might be getting a part two from our conversation with her. But until that time, please, please welcome some hashtag real talk, entrepreneur struggles and just life lessons and how to move through the things that may or may not seem like they're holding you back. So please join me in welcoming the wonderful Jackie Kossoff. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Growth Tribe podcast. I'm pumped today. I've got another great kick-ass lady from the Mastermind. Welcome to the podcast, Jackie Kossoff. Hi, Ellen. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) This is going to be fun. We're going to be very entrepreneurial for you guys today, but really covering like a lot of different facets of the entrepreneurial journey, I feel like. So to kick things off, could you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, your story, just to give that kind of big picture context? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I am a marketing strategist and success coach, and I started my marketing agency back in uh, in 2017, in at the end of 2017, um, about six months before I officially started my business, I had no idea that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I was not one of those people who had, you know, always had this dream, you know, it kind of, it, it came, um, you know, kind of quickly. And, um, and then, you know, it was just kind of once the seed was planted, it just grew and grew until I really couldn't, um, 
you know, I, I had to start my own business. Like that's the only, pretty much the only option I had. Um, and then, you know, I sort of, you know, steadily, you know, was growing my marketing agency and, um, and I sort of had, I had this moment <laughs> where, um, in, uh, in last summer where, you know, things, um, things seem to have been, you know, going amazing. Like I was supposed to sign a bunch of new clients and then all of a sudden it just stopped. And, um, and it was, it was very, it was very disappointing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, for honestly, for a while, for about a month, I just didn't really do anything. Like I just, I serviced my existing clients, but I wasn't putting myself out there. I wasn't meeting anyone new, getting new clients. And, um, and once I finally picked myself up and I was like, you know what, like I need to, um, I need to figure out, you know, what I want to do and how I want to move forward. And, you know, I asked myself, you know, the question that every entrepreneur dreads is like, you know, should I go back to the nine to five, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, no, like I, I need to dedicate myself to building this business because honestly, for the last month, I've just been like hibernating, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I was like, I can't give up now. Cause like, I haven't even tried. So, um, so, you know, I, I went back out there. I, just completely changed the way that I was looking at my business, both from um, a mindset standpoint and a strategic standpoint. And I just completely revamped everything in my business. And, um, and then, you know, I started getting new opportunities and, you know, signing new clients again. And so I basically went from this low point where, um, you know, I, um, or I, you know, I thought like, you know, that I was never going to be able to, you know, overcome this hardship to like, this how do I bounce back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To this new high point where I was, I had doubled my income and I had, you know, like done all these cool things and, and my mindset, that was like the biggest thing I feel like that I, um, accomplished <laughs> during that time was just, you know, and so for me, um, I, I was just so excited about all these new things that I kind of like learned in, in my business and in my life. And I kind of just like received this spark of inspiration to like start what I now call like success coaching programs. <laughs> and, you know, I just wanted to help other entrepreneurs, um, preferably, you know, younger women, mm -hmm. um, you know, start their businesses and, and, and grow their businesses, you know, and, and this is, isn't necessarily something that a lot of us, um, learn, <laughs> you know, we definitely don't <laughs> learn it nine to five, you know, or in college or prior. So, um, so I'm just really excited for, um, for the different, uh, programs that I, that I'm now offering. And I'm, I'm also going to be starting a podcast of my own, um, which I know we've talked about. So I'm yes. super excited about that. <laughs> Millennial success stories. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much kind of like my, my journey and, and what got me here now. And so now I'm just, I'm combining both of them. You know, I'm, I definitely identify as a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I also have passions outside of my business. And so I am just one of those people. I'm just like, you know what? Like I may not know exactly how I'm going to do it right now, but I'm going to do everything that I want to do and it's going to work out. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So good. So many, seriously, my brain is just like, I want to ask her this. I want to ask her this, but I really want to just start with, bring it back to the very, very beginning of your story, which this is, I did not know this about you how quickly you decided, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start my own business. And like, if you look at you now, you have so much certainty around that. Like that is, I couldn't see you being anything else. 
Oh, so to you. like think that there was ever a time when you were not considering this, how did you go from entrepreneur not even being on your radar to, you know, six months later being like, I'm going to start a business. Like what was that process like? And what gave you such certainty that you just dove head first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I sort of want to preface this just by saying that I, this has kind of been a lifelong belief of mine that I just always had this um, belief that I was going to be successful in whatever I did. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, I, I always tried to be successful at whatever I was doing and, you know, whether I was in the nine to five, you know, and, and thinking about, you know, growing in that space or whether, you know, I'm, I'm going into, you know, the entrepreneur space. But um, for me, it was actually, it happened kind of completely by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was scrolling through Facebook and at the time I was actually applying for um, new nine to five jobs and, you know, I really wanted more freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, you know, be able to travel more than two weeks a year. And, you know, I just felt like I wasn't spending, um, spending enough time with my family or friends, you know, I just, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't have the time to do other things that I, that I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm in my life. And so I was really looking for more of that time, freedom and travel. And so, you know, I was scrolling through Facebook, obviously Facebook knows everything about our lives. So like (laughs) even the ads on the side, like I, um, I saw, I don't know if it was an ad or if someone shared it, but, um, it was an article um, about these, uh, these two women, um, they're, they call themselves the bucket list bombshells. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they are in the digital nomad space. Okay. Yeah. So they're like big in the digital nomad space. And this was the first time that I'd ever heard the term digital nomad or ever heard about people who were, you know, in their twenties and thirties, like traveling the world and working from wherever. And I was just kind of a mind blowing thing when you first learn about it, huh? Yeah. Like I was, (laughs) I joined their Facebook group and there were already like, I think when I joined, there were already, there were, there were only like 5,000 people in it. Now it's like almost 15,000, I think. But like, I was just like, wow, there's all these women here. And like, and I was just so inspired because, you know, they were all just kind of going out on their own, you know, like kind of like taking control of their lives, you know, and, and I just always find that really inspiring, like in, um, you know, in, in any woman, you know, really. So, um, and so that was essentially how I, how I got into this. And the, the thing that wasn't really working for me in the beginning, in the first like three months, mm-hmm. um, was that I didn't want to travel full time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I like, I couldn't understand how I could start like a business and not travel full time. Cause like, I wasn't seeing any of that going on there. You yeah. know, it's, it's a very different kind of thinking. And, um, and so then it wasn't, I think that's a really good point. And I want to stop you right there because that was my introduction to digital nomad life too. And you think that the only way you can justify having a location independent business, if you're doing this kind of crazy world travel. And I experienced that in the context of remote year. And then when I came back, I was just like, well, I don't want to travel like that anymore. I want to take a break for a while. But what does that mean about my change in lifestyle? And I kind of realized that my lifestyle didn't really have to change. Mm-hmm. I could just stay where I was. But like, how did you go about realizing that it's still okay to have this kind of existence without being a world traveler while you're at it? <laughs> yeah. So I actually found um, an article about um, a business coach 
And this was, it was shared in, um, in this group, in the bucket list bombshells, uh, group, which I, you know, that was the only group I really had interacted with at all. You know, I, I wasn't going and looking for any other, you know, spaces at that point. I had no idea, um, how big the online entrepreneurial world was. I had no idea. I just saw this little slice. And so anyway, so I found this article about this business coach who had built her business in 18 months to, um, to over six figures. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, and she talked about how she was in one place and, but she still traveled the world and, you know, enjoyed that stuff. And I was just like, that is what I want. Like, I want to have a business that I can run in one place, but also take it with me when I'm on the road. And, you know, and, and also the idea of having it as a business and not just like, you know, kind of this online, like way to make money wherever you are. Cause I think that that's kind of how, um, like nothing against, you know, um, like people in the digital nomad space, but, you know, I've just found that, that, um, you know, some of them don't consider themselves like entrepreneurs. Like they, you know, they're just like, Oh, I just, I do contract work or I freelance, you know, so that I can travel the world and, and things like that. And so mm-hmm. I found that, you know, just entrepreneur, business owner, like those types of, um, you know, titles or whatever you want to call them labels or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like those were really speaking to me more and just the entire idea around having a fully functioning, fully formed and operational business and running that, um, instead of just, you know, working one-on-one with like, you know, people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, on a contract basis that really, um, appealed to me a lot more. And so that's kind of when, um, honestly, like, reading that article and like researching then business coaches. Cause I was like, Oh my, I had honestly never heard the term business coach before like that, that moment. And, um, researching that, that was when I sort of, um, just knew, like, I was like, I need to start a business. Like, this is what I need to do. Like, what was it that appealed to you about starting a business? Like beyond like the lifestyle factors, like that time freedom, like what was it about going more the entrepreneur route and not necessarily the freelancer contact contractor route that really appealed to you? Mm -hmm. I think that for me, it was just that I felt that the, um, contract worker route didn't have as much of an ability to scale or, Mm -hmm. you know, and so for me, you know, especially as someone who, you know, as I prefaced, you know, like I have always wanted to be like successful at everything I do. And like, um, and, so that to me, it was like that route of having a business and being an entrepreneur, I could create more success for myself and my clients and pretty much, you know, everyone in my life, um, than I would be able to, if I was doing more of the freelance, um, freelance work. Legit. That's awesome that you were thinking like scalability so early on. Like I was just kind of like, I like doing this kind of thing. So I'm just going to do it. Well, like my goals for scalability were much smaller than they are now. Like, you know, like, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So you, so you decided you want to be an entrepreneur, you know, you get into it, you're having success and then you kind of hit this roadblock. So for anybody who is thinking about going into like an entrepreneurial route, just mentally prepare yourself for obstacles and roadblocks because that shit's going to happen. So kind of how did you recover from yours. You talked a little bit about it, but I'd love to get into the more of the, the, the meat, you know, the, the, the shitty feelings that can go when you, when you hit that kind of a low point and then kind of how you like got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, you know, what really kind of pushed me over the edge was, um, you know, at the time I was, 
speaking with, I think like five or seven potential clients. Like it was like, I was talking to a lot of people and there were two in particular that were supposed to be like really big and they, they seemed ready to sign, ready to go, really excited to work together. And so I had sent them contracts. I was literally just waiting for them to, to send them back to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, I followed up and both of them, um, just, you know, backed out at that point and they were like, Oh no, like I'm not ready. Or, you know, I went with someone else or, you know, and so that I took really personally and I tried not to, you know, I tried to just like, you know, brush it off. I was like, you know what? I have all these other leads. I have, you know, other people, like I can always find new clients, but, um, it just, I, that wasn't, you know, how it really happened for me. And so I sort of, you know, I stopped pursuing these other leads, you know, they just, I just kind of let them go cold. And I literally just, as I said before, was in this, um, you know, like not so great place. Yeah. Kind <laughs> um, of a slump. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I sort of just like, I was consumed by just like, you know, kind of thoughts of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like things aren't working out. Like I'm not making goals. Like, you know, like, and like I'm not cut out for this kind of thing. Did you ever yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Like negative self-talk. I definitely like thought about that. But the, the issue that I was having is for that month that I was really kind of stagnant. Like I asked myself or I would tell myself these things, but I would never like, you know, like answer it. So like, for instance, like, even though I was saying like, you know, am I cut out for this? Like, I wasn't going to say yes or no. (laughs) You know, it was just, it was just going on repeat in my, in my mind and I wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it was really, um, like just snapping myself out of it. I actually like, um, what really snapped me out of it was I got into like a huge fight with my sister and my sister and I are really close. We like never fight. Mm -hmm. And like, one of my friends was like, yeah, I got in a fight with my sister. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, you know, she heard like, yeah. She was like, how did you get in a fight with your sister? And so well, we're like, totally fine now. It's all great. But, um, I feel like that kind of just like woke me up and I was just kind of like, okay, like I need to get my life and business straightened out. <laughs> like, you know, like I was just like, I was just like, I need to focus on figuring out what I want to do at this point and how I want to move forward. Um, you know, in my life and my business and my, you know, relationships and, and all that stuff. And so, um, it was once I, I kind of regrouped and I spent like an entire week literally just, um, coming up with a plan, like, you know, just revamp, you know, that's when I revamped everything. You know, I, I looked back at everything that I was doing in my business, what was working, what wasn't working, um, what like made me feel, um, like, you know, better, what, what, what it seemed like I was doing, you know, better and, mm-hmm. um, and just how to reframe things. I did a lot of, um, goal setting. Like I changed the way that I set goals and really asked myself, okay, like how are these goals getting me to the next level that I want to be at? And like, and are, am I like setting the right kind of goals? You know, mm-hmm. like, should I be setting, um, you know, goals like sign two clients or should I be setting a financial goal? You know, like things like yeah. that. Just, so I got really strategic, I guess, about like goal setting and like how I was going to keep myself accountable, um, with that. And so that's actually kind of the, um, one of my programs, um, my membership program now is, is kind of based off of that. It's that kind of, you know, where I started with the, Mm -hmm. um, goal setting and accountability and just how important that is and how important it was for me to get my business back on track and then finally start growing again. Yeah. Oh, that's all so good. And I, and I'd like, we're going to contrast this to what I did when I went into a slump because this is like what not to do. Because <laughs> I, did, I experienced something similar last summer. Like I was, I had all of these people lined up 
to start, you know, coaching contracts. I literally sent a bunch of them out contracts and then all of them, they slowly trickled back in with, Oh, this came up. I can't actually make this work. Oh, like I misinterpreted to you and I, or I, I misinterpreted you and I can't actually afford this blah, blah, blah. So it was all of these reasons. And I was kind of just like, does the universe hate me? Like what is happening right now? Like, so well, and I kind of felt like, and I, and I did it too. Like the whole, you don't want to take it personally. Cause you know, it's not personal, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's your business. Like it's your yeah. baby. And when people don't want to work with you, that's like another, just like entrepreneur, entrepreneurial note here. Like you're probably going to feel like that at some point in time. But like what I unfortunately did is I never quite got out of that hole before I moved on to the next project. Mm-hmm. And so I did another project. I did a, a launch and the launch flopped, frankly, because of there are a lot of reasons. But I really now think that one of them was that I kind of never recovered yeah. from a few clients that didn't go through. And then I tried to launch this product, which I really was like truly very, very excited about. But I think it was hard to, in that launch, really convey my belief in the program when I was still really struggling with my even belief in myself and my ability to like do what I was doing. So like props to you for like getting out of that quickly. And I think you were very strategic about it. Well, you were, you were very strategic about your process of getting out of it. And that was something that I didn't do as well. But I, ironically, this is, I feel like where we share a similar brain, this like (laughs) content creation, like being very, very strategic Um, that part comes naturally to us. And we were talking before the call how entrepreneurs can really fall into two camps of people that kind of strategy and, you know, maybe even content creation on some level is just not their thing. Like they struggle with it. And then there's people who that's like, that's their bread and butter. It's super, super easy for them. So like, so for the people who like, they struggle with the, what do I do now? How do I do it? Obviously you have this online program that you, that you mentioned, but like, could you give some of those people who are listening to this going, yeah, I'm not a strategist, give them some tips for like what to do to figure out like what's your next steps, like how to create that action plan. Yeah. So I think that for me, um, since I, I I kind of, I joke like my language is marketing. Like I feel like, you know, I, I like speak through marketing, but, um, you're lucky. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it's always like, um, when I, like, I ask people, okay, so what, like, what are your goals? You know, like where, where do you want to get to? Or, you know, what do you, um, what do you want to, um, you know, offer or sell or how do you want to serve, you know, whatever resonates with, um, with the person. (laughs) And, um, and so once they, once they're able to answer those questions, like kind of like the, I don't want to say bigger picture questions, but you know, kind of the, like the, the, like, they're like the kind of broad view. Yeah. Yeah. 30,000 foot view. I like that. (laughs) Okay. So that's step one is get really clear on what your 30,000 foot view is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So figure out where, where it is you want to go. And then really, especially for those who aren't, you know, strategy driven, I think it's really important to get some insight from somebody who is strategy driven, just in terms of how to get there. Because one thing that I see a lot in, um, you know, in fellow entrepreneurs, but, you know, also my clients, because I, you know, I tend to work with a lot of people who are not strategy, (laughs) you know, that's, that's not their strong point. That's why they're coming to me is that they honestly don't know how to get from point A to point B. 
Mm-hmm. And when they try something, if it doesn't work out, they just move on to the next thing. And they're like, oh, this doesn't work for me. Or like, you know, and, and then they feel, um, and they sometimes, you know, will take it like personally or, you know, and, and so I think that it's just really important to, you know, get the insight, um, you know, whether you sign up for just like a consultation or, um, you know, however, however it is you want to do it, whether you want to like, you know, look, look to someone else and like, you know, if someone is, you know, debriefing their entire marketing strategy for a certain offer that's like similar to yours, like, you know, if you can find that like, you know, on like a podcast on that or something like, you know, like listen to that. You guys just go to Google, like just start Google (laughs) the content I'm looking for. You'll find articles, you'll find free webinars, you'll find podcasts, like Mm -hmm. resourcefulness, my friends, resourcefulness. Because I think, you know, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, like, I think it's really cool. Like, I think that we need, we all need kind of a balance of, of both sides in order to, in order to succeed, you know? So Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. I really like that. And you know, I think it's, it's an underappreciated tip to Mm -hmm. to suggest to someone get, get another perspective, like get somebody else's perspective on what you can do because yeah, sometimes even the, the most strategic brain among us, we're going to skip steps. You know, we're not going to see a really, really crucial piece of Mm -hmm. something. Um, so I think that's, that's really, really great insight. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And also you like, when it comes to my, when it comes to marketing my business, like I, you know, like I say, like I can market like pretty much anything for anyone except myself, (laughs) you know? So it's like, I've had to, you know, kind of do these struggles myself, like in growing my business and just kind of figuring out, um, you know, what is my marketing strategy? And a lot of times I've needed to talk with other people, Uh you know, my ideas and how to market those because you know, I'll like, I'm just not able to see my own business mm-hmm. clear strategic, you know, um, uh, viewpoint. Like I'm, I'm just too emotionally <laughs> invested to, you know, to really, to, to really, you know, get that from the start. But so it's been really beneficial to me to speak with other people, um, whether they're, um, strategy or, or, or not mm-hmm. <laughs> to get multiple perspectives mm-hmm. and, and that, that's really helped me. Awesome. Yeah. So kind of like along the same veins, like talking about getting these alternate perspectives, like you're a huge advocate of, of masterminds. I've seen you post on Instagram about accountability buddies and some of the misconceptions there. So what have been in terms of like things that have helped you succeed, things that you've been involved in, what are like your absolute favorites that you would massively suggest to any other entrepreneur? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really big on connection and community. And I think that just personally, I have experienced what it's like to kind of, um, you know, to, to not have those be like in a, alignment or to line up, you know, so I've, um, last year in 2018 throughout, through the first, um, probably like six to eight months of the year, I think I had like four different accountability buddies and none of them lasted longer than like two weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. And so those, not good, um, partnerships. And I also, um, um, I sort of started blaming, um, you know, I not like, like actually blaming, you know, other people and telling them that I like blame them, but I started like blaming other people, like even like for, for not being able to keep myself accountable, essentially. Like I was like, Oh, you know, like if only I had found a an accountability buddy that, you know, was able to keep me accountable, then I would be reaching my goals, you know? And so I would kind of, 
you know, and that's, that's really negative. That's not fair to, um, to the person who, <laughs> who yeah. was my accountability partner. That's not fair to me. That's not fair to, you know, just anyone in the picture. And so, um, when I realized that that's kind of when, um, that was all, I also realized that during my, my big kind of, you know, revamp where yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really into everything. And that's when, you know, I decided I was like, okay, like self-accountability has to come first because if you're, if you as a person are going to help keep other people accountable, then you need to be accountable to yourself first. And, you know, so it's kind of, it's like, it's like almost a mic drop right here. You know? Yeah. It's like with, with almost anything, you know, for instance, like if you want, um, people to respect you, like respect yourself first, you know, like all that stuff, it's, it's the same exact thing. And so realizing that, understanding that, and then figuring out how I was going to keep myself accountable, um, and what works best for me, um, was, was definitely something that I had to work through, especially cause you know, for, for those people out there who, you know, are, you know, they do the same routine or they keep themselves accountable through like, you know, various, you know, productivity hacks or, you know, mm-hmm. like that. What are your Not, favorite accountability tools? Randomly? Yeah. So for me, um, it actually varies because I honestly will get bored doing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over again. So I, my systems. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So I need to really, um, move things around and try new things every so often. Um, because if I just try to do the same thing, um, you know, two, three weeks in a row, I'm going to get bored and I'm going to just stop. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I now understand that about myself. And so I've been able to kind of, you know, try different things and, um, and kind of keep, keep my, uh, you know, productivity hacks and, and accountability systems rotating, um, and just giving myself that flexibility, like understanding that the way that I work really changes sometimes every week, mm-hmm. you know, really works for me one week might not work the next. And, um, I haven't come across too many people who like have told me the same thing. Like, you know, like I feel like a lot of people will be like, Oh no, like I, you know, I, do all my work in, you know, Pomodoros or whatever, you know, yeah. or, like, you know, or the opposite. Like I do all my work in, um, you know, just sit there for like 10 hours and I just get everything out, you know, mm-hmm. where, um, for me, it really, it really depends day to day. Like there are days where I just feel like I'm just like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to get all this stuff done. And I do, and I'm like, yes, I feel so accomplished. And there's other days where like, I can't concentrate for anything and yeah. I need to, you know, only do Pomodoros or else I'm not going to actually get any work done is yeah. you know, giving myself that flexibility and also understanding that about myself and, you know, accepting that, mm-hmm. um, and helping and having that help me yeah. <laughs> instead of hinder me, you know? Yeah, no, and I think that the benefit of that for especially for the people that work with you is that you're a wealth probably of different hacks that people could try. Um, yeah, but I think that that just speaks so well, though. It's it's about knowing yourself. Like, mm-hmm. don't try to force yourself into somebody else's pattern. Like, I could talk about my daily routines until like cows come home. That's such a weird <laughs> impression, but I could. That doesn't mean that how I do things is going to work for how you do things or how the listener does things. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's my technique and it's what I found works best for me. But we can't. So many. I feel like so often we try to pigeonhole ourselves into techniques that we haven't actually figured out whether or not they, they work for us. We've mm-hmm. just heard from some expert or some thought yeah. leader that this is a good technique and they're like, okay, well this must be what I have to do. Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So self-accountability, 
huge. But obviously, you still like accountability buddies. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, so now that I know, I feel like I've gained a, a better understanding of what an accountability partner or accountability buddy is supposed to supposed to be. And you know, it's really, um, it's really more of a nurturing experience than I think we, you know, kind of give it credit for. It's it's not really someone who's like, oh, like I'm checking in, like you know, it's Friday, like time to tell me what you did this week. Like that's you know, that's not what an accountability buddy is supposed to do. You know, an accountability buddy is supposed to, you know, sort of be that person where, you know, you can call each other and, you know, you talk about, okay, this is what's going on here. Like, this is what I'm thinking about. And, and, you know, you talk business strategy, you can even talk, you know, like your, you know, non-business stuff Mm -hmm. and they're really giving you educated, um, you know, um, suggestions for what to do in your business, um, and, or whatever else you keep each other accountable for, um, you know, from their own experience. So you're really, it's really more of you're sharing your experience, you're sharing your expertise, you're leaning on each other as, you know, fellow business owners, and you're helping the, your partner see their business more of, as more of a CEO, because, you know, all of us kind of do get too attached at times. And so we're not able to, you know, kind of see what's there, what's not there. And so that accountability partner is, is not there just to, to only, you know, keep you accountable for finishing your, your tasks and, you know, your projects and everything. They're there to make sure that you're doing all those things to the best of your ability and with the best, you know, the best strategy, the best intention, everything that you're putting into it, um, should be, you know, of the highest caliber. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that that's really, it's really been great for me to like, um, you know, to talk with people who have that sort of accountability partnership, um, you know, with, with women, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I personally haven't found any one person yet to like, you know, be that, that one person, but, um, you know, I definitely found, you know, in, in our, in our mastermind, you know, yeah. that, I was going to say masterminds really provide very, very similar kind of nurturing support for sure. Yeah. yeah, they definitely do. And so I honestly, I'm, I absolutely love masterminds and, um, you know, I, uh, this is actually kind of, you know, the first, um, uh, kind of time that I've been involved in like a, you know, a long-term mastermind. I joined like, you know, a very short-lived mastermind, um, when I first started my business and, um, and then I actually ran a mastermind, um, of, of my own, um, last year. And, um, but it was, it was definitely, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like the mastermind that I'm launching this year. So <laughs> that is because I'm, I am going to be launching my own mastermind. Um, but it's a little different. Um, it's, it's still for millennial women, but I'm really focusing on, um, you know, helping women who have, you know, taken that leap, um, and, and left the nine to five, um, to, you know, to kind of find, like, I envision this to be like their first mastermind experience. Yeah. You know? It's like an intro into what to expect, um, from a mastermind when you build your business and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, but I absolutely love masterminds and mm-hmm. if I had the time and energy, I would probably join like five, but you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not possible. So um, it probably like, if you did join that many, like, yeah, you'd meet a bunch of people, but at some point I feel like <laughs> they probably lose their effectiveness with you know, yeah, so the, many different ones going on. 
Yeah. And you get, cause sometimes if you have too many opinions, like yes. it's, it doesn't, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work out at all. So, um, yeah, I definitely say like, be very strategic. Like I would recommend being in one mastermind at a time, but I do yes. know people who have successfully done two. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I haven't come across anyone who's done three. So, you know, I would just say that that's kind of, you know, just, just from what I've seen and what I've uh, heard from other people's experiences or experienced myself, um, you know, in, in the mastermind. Yeah. Seriously, if you're thinking about a, okay, thing one, if you're a newbie entrepreneur, what a mastermind is, is it's a group as opposed to a one-on-one situation. (laughs) Um, And also if you're a newbie entrepreneur, I highly encourage you to get in one because it's just the entrepreneurial road can be lonely. um, Mm -hmm. And to the benefit of having something like this is that you build those relationships, you build that community and that connection, but you also have support from people who have either experienced before some of the emotions that you will more than likely experience as an entrepreneur. And if they haven't experienced it before, they they're experiencing probably with you. So Mm -hmm. you can connect in that you can support each other through that. Like masterminds are super, super beneficial. And the second thing I wanted to say is that having, if you join like a bajillion different masterminds, the whole too many cooks in the kitchen, too many opinions, Mm -hmm. It's like if you've ever watched Say Yes to the Dress and somebody yeah. comes in and they've got like 12 bridesmaids with them. This yeah, is the like exact that. same analogy I made in episode 42 of the podcast. So if you like <laughs> that analogy, go listen to that. Um, it, yeah, it's just like that. And you can't get like, there's just so many opinions flying in and so many people telling you which dress to buy that it's just not a pleasant experience. So keep the opinions to a minimum, but masterminds are so great. <laughs> Yes. And I also want to say just for anyone who's, who's, you know, kind of new out there, I know one of my biggest regrets of my first year in business was that I didn't join, you know, like a a high level mastermind because I had this, um, this limiting belief that, um, you know, you needed to have an established business in order to join a mastermind. And, you know, I have since learned that that is totally not true and you should join a mastermind, um, you know, even before you, you know, leave the nine to five world, if at all possible. So, Mm -hmm. Just for those of you out there who, you know, may have been in, in my shoes where I was, you know, mm-hmm. like a year and a half ago or whatever, um, no masterminds are for, are for you, you know, obviously mm-hmm. you're not going to be joining like, you know, the seven figure masterminds, like, you know, yeah. you're, nor should you, so, you know, yeah, but you know, you're going to want to join a mastermind. You're going to want to find that community and, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it's going to, it's going to help you grow 10 times as much as you would have been able to do on your own. Speak. I love that you brought up limiting beliefs because this is such a good <laughs> transition into, I love that you work with women who are, they're millennial women. They're, they're younger and they're trying to take this entrepreneurial journey because I know for me, I had a lot of limiting beliefs around my age when yeah. I started like, heck I've had limiting beliefs around my age when it came to investing in a higher level one-on-one coaching program. Like I felt like I was too young to be yeah. having these sorts of, of doubts and, and questioning the path I was on and that I almost had to like pay my dues before I was allowed to take the, the road I chosen to take the road of starting a coaching business and building my own business. Have you ever experienced that? Yes. No hesitation. Only have I experienced it. I've actually been in situations where I've had, you know, fellow entrepreneurs or, you know, p- mainly the ones that are, are, 
are building their business, you know, they're, they're starting out, um, who are, you know, older and, you know, both women and men, um, you know, who've told me that I'm too young to, to do what I'm doing or, you know, to, to coach anybody, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, and I've had them tell me this, like, you know, to my face and, you know, and so it's, it's sometimes it, it does, you know, it is a bit discouraging, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it does get to you because, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you know, there's this one time where, you know, I essentially had this woman tell me that, um, you know, since she had 20 years of corporate experience that, yeah, she had somehow paid her dues and she somehow deserved more success than I was going to get. And, and that's essentially what, what she told me, mm-hmm. um, she was just like, you know, well, I've been doing this for 20 years, so I'm going to get to six figures like way faster than you. And like, I deserve it more because, you know, I worked in corporate for 20 years, mm-hmm. like you didn't. And, you know, I'm sort of, and I, you know, and at first I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> you know, like I was like, all right. Hey like, there. <laughs> yeah. And, but then, you know, you know, when I was thinking about it, you know, obviously I, I realized pretty quickly that you know, that was her kind of, you know, feeling threatened that someone who's younger has taken this big step and has, you know, really gone after what they want in life because, you know, potentially like, you know, if she, like, if, you know, if you are in a job or if you're in the corporate world for 20 years and you don't want to be there, but you never take the, you know, move to, to get out, then, you know, that's on you. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, if you decide to beat yourself up about it, <laughs> like, you know, you, you could end up, you know, um, you know, insulting young women as well. Like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like, the issue is that I felt like, you know, she was, she found me threatening or she found my youth threatening mm-hmm. um, because she had her own regrets in life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I sort of, I realized that and I realized that, you know, she was taking that out on me in, in that particular situation. But I've definitely come across that in, in less, um, you know, uh, less kind of, aggressive ways, you know, like, you know, I've had people just kind of, you know, I've had the eye rolls or, you know, people ask me how old I am or, mm-hmm. you know, they're like asking me like, you know, how much experience I have, you know, things like that. And so, yeah. um, I've definitely gotten that a lot. Um, what, what helped you find confidence in yourself, your business, your ability, despite all that ageism? <laughs> I think in the beginning, in the beginning, it was the fact that I was doing, you know, social media marketing, essentially, you know, like this is something that, um, most people, most younger people know more about social media in general and also social media marketing than, than the older generations, you know, and, and yes, you will find some, you know, some, uh, some people who, you know, have, you know, adopted social media and they've, you know, learned all they can and you know, all that stuff. But most of the people working in social media are younger. And so for me, it actually, you know, I kind of turned around and, you know, I was like, no, like my, the fact that I'm younger means that I can actually do this for you. It means that I can actually get you results, um, with your social media and with your digital marketing, because I grew up with, you know, social media and email and, you know, all that stuff. I understand how it all works. Um, and and so that really became, um, you know, more of a selling point for me on Mm -hmm. the marketing side. Then like you um, almost spun it. Like all these people saying, Oh, your, your age is a, is a detriment to you in this situation. You're like, Oh no, this is actually a way in which, yeah, cool. I may be young. You may think I don't have life experience, but that's not what I'm teaching here. I'm teaching social media marketing. And if there's anything someone my age is qualified to teach, it's this. 
Yeah. And it's also really funny just because, you know, back when I was looking for a nine to five job, um, I remember like, you know, I would see these job descriptions for, you know, digital marketing positions, you know, social media positions. And, you know, they would be asking for people with like 10 plus years of social media experience. And I was like, okay, let's think about this for a second here. Like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, none of those were around 10 years like, ago. 10 years prior to the day I was looking for this job. So it's I never like, thought of that. Yeah, like I was like, there's no way, like, unless you're going on, unless you're talking about like one of the super early, even like earlier than MySpace, you know, like one of those, um, which I don't know any of those social media sites off the top of my head. I actually have um, a, a friend from college who did a report on that. So like she can name like some of the social media sites that were around in the nineties. Cause there, there were a few actually, but, um, <laughs> but Seriously. So I was just kind of like, these are such unrealistic expectations that people have, um, you know, for people in, in social media, it's like this, this whole world hasn't been around for that long. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that anyone could be, you know, that, that qualified or mm -hmm. experienced in it. Um, you know, so, I mean, if you can find someone who has like, you know, three years of social media experience, like you should count yourself lucky. Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. I never, I never would have thought of that. Oh my gosh. But no wait, like props to you for having like confidence in yourself and kind of just being like, you know what? I think that's huge. So when you have somebody coming up and kind of challenging your authority on something, which I've experienced that with life coaching, like people are like, really how much life experience have you had? And I'm like, oh, well, actually, you know, I may not quite be 30 yet. I turned 30 very soon, um, <laughs> which I'm excited for. Like, screw all those people that are like, oh, it all sucks after you're 30. <laughs> I am pumped to turn 30. I'm throwing that out there. Okay. But like, I've, I've already done the whole, okay, well, I've been in the same career for 10 years now, and now I'm making the decision to leave that. I've experienced that even at my age. So it's like, take, take ownership. I feel like for anybody who's listening and thinking that maybe this is something that they're struggling with, like take ownership of what you have to offer because you have something to offer. Like no matter what your age is, you've either experienced things, have expertise in things that a lot of people may not have, or if they do, they don't have your expertise with your combination of other skills. Like even from the past that I came from with science, like people might have more science expertise than I do, so more scientific knowledge. I definitely have never spoken like a scientist. I don't have jargony language, anything, but that helps me in some fields. In science communication, that's a benefit. So like no matter how you can look at things, you can find a way that you can combine your expertise, your knowledge, and your skills to make a really, really unique package. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I also want to just, you know, kind of mention to your listeners that, you know, sometimes no matter how much life experience you have, um, you know, certain lessons take some people longer to learn than others, you know, Amen. so that's the thing is like, you know, if, you know, you can learn a lot by the time you turn, you know, 30, you know, whereas mm -hmm. some people, some people don't learn that much, you know, mm -hmm. they're not out to learn that much when they're 30, you know, so it's mm -hmm. like, um, you know, pe people need to, to keep that in mind as well, because, you know, just your age doesn't define your life experience. Amen. Amen. I think it really just depends on what kind of mindset you're coming from. Like, are you coming at this from a, a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? So I'm reading the book mindset by Carol Dweck right now. <laughs> <laughs> my brain, but like, no, but it's true. It yeah. From a growth mindset, you can have learned a lot 
by your 21st birthday, your 25th birthday, your 30th birthday. You don't have to wait until 50 to start to be like, oh, I have life experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, very true. <laughs> Amen. Well, dude, we, I feel like we might need a second, like a take two, a part two to talk about some other entrepreneur struggles, but I'm really, really, I feel like we've like covered all the pieces that fit so perfectly into your story and your life experience. And I really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing that with people. We'll definitely have to put something in the schedule for a part two. Um, cause I th- feel like we could keep going, um, but, uh, to kind of wrap things up. Uh, I have two questions I like to ask. Um, very straightforward. Don't worry. I'm not going to like hot seat you or anything like that. Uh, the first one is I'm big on books and online resources and, you know, TED Talks and stuff like that, that people can very, very easily go to access um, to learn some of the maybe even mindset tricks that you've accumulated over the course of, of your experience. So do you have any recommendations that you could make for people in that vein? Yeah, you know, I honestly, like, I don't necessarily really, like, watch much unless it's an entrepreneur that I follow, you know, so I guess my my tip would be to find, um, like, two or three entrepreneurs that you really resonate with Mm -hmm. and that you look up to and just consume all their content in whatever form it is because, you know, I found just so much, I get so much just from just from that, you know, and, and, you know, so it's, and, and I also think it's really nice to kind of keep it concentrated because, you know, if you just get inundated by like all, you know, all this content, sometimes it keeps you stuck. Mm-hmm. So you have to get really, you have to kind of get strategic yeah. um, or you could call it intentional about, um, about the entrepreneurs and the content that you are that yeah. you're learning from. Who are some of your favorites to follow? So currently, you know, aside from Amber Lillystrom, who, you know, we got to shout her out. That's kind of how we met each other is through Amber. (laughs) So aside from Amber, I, um, I love uh, like learning from James Wedmore and Catherine Zinkina. Um, so it's, it's interesting because, you know, they're all kind of more on the like woo side. And so I think that's kind of how I balance it out because like, even though, you know, my naturally, I feel like, you know, I'm more strategic and I'm more in my head, Mm -hmm. like I am so open to that, you know, taking in, you know, all I can, all that can benefit me from that other stuff. And it also, yeah. And it takes the pressure off like me and, and my head and like, you know, all the thoughts swarming around in there. If I can just, you know, kind of have that as an outlet, mm-hmm. um, and, and learn as much as I can from, from them. Love it. Love it. And if for whatever reason you're like, you like my approach, which is just to read all the things all the time, <laughs> this is my suggestion to you. It's the suggestion that I made the other day to someone. I can't remember who it was now. Sorry for whoever you were. I'm blanking <laughs> at the moment. Um, but it, the suggestion was lately what I've been trying to do, because I used to take a very random approach to reading. I'd be like, I feel like reading this book now, which is on finances. And this last book was on marketing and this book's on motivation. Like, don't do that. Hey, it was overwhelming. And I feel like I didn't consume the content as well. So like one of my goals in 2019, early this first quarter has been to be more intentional. And so what I've been doing is I've been selecting a monthly and or a quarterly focus. I've kind of been playing this first quarter by ear um, and choosing the content that I consume to be kind of all in the same sphere, sometimes even by the same author, not always, but kind of concepts that reinforce each other. And that I find to be really, really helpful to help focus the growth and make it more, more intentional. 
No, I actually really love that. Cause like just the type of person that I am, like, I just want to do like everything like at once. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm also, I'm also one of those people who can, who can do a lot at one time, you know? Yeah, so it's same. like, um, but you know, I do eventually, you know, hit, hit that wall. Um, but you know, I feel like that's something I've really wanted to bring more into my business in my life is like kind of like a, a, a major focus for the quarter. Cause I feel like I sort of try, I, I was like, no, I just want to do it all and I'll do it all gradually, you know, but it, it honestly, like it might, it might work better if I just, you know, have, you know, a main focus and yeah. then I'm able to achieve all things in that particular area. And then I can move on to the next one. Yeah. I like quarters too, in terms of like a way to work. It's like my brain just really, really enjoys that. It's like a long enough period of time to actually make progress on something, but short enough that you don't like continue to push off working on the things. Like you realize you kind of got to make progress. Random tangent. Um, (laughs) Okay. So last but not least, this is your opportunity for a shameless plug. (laughs) always got to give people that opportunity. So if people really, you know, are inspired by you, enjoyed your story, or are just super intrigued by some of the things that you've said that you offer to your Mm -hmm. clients, um, where can people find you? Yeah. So, you know, go ahead, check out my website. It's JackieKossoff.com. And then, you know, I'm also on Facebook. Um, I'm actually going to be having most of my marketing stuff is, is kind of going to live on Facebook now. And, um, and so you can go check that out. It's facebook.com slash Jackie Kossoff. And then a lot of my success coaching stuff, everything about my upcoming podcast and, you know, mastermind and everything like that is going to be on my Instagram, which is at Jackie Kossoff underscore LA. So that's kind of how I'm, I'm segmenting my markets. Um, I'm getting really strategic there with, you know, really? I'm I was going to say that sounds very strategic. To me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's another thing, you know, that I, I also help people with is figuring out, okay, like, you know, where's your audience? How can you, you know, target that audience? Um, mm-hmm. and, and really not just not waste resources, um, yeah. you know, trying to share things in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's a strategic badass. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on here. This was great. Oh, thanks, Ellen. I had such a good time. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please share it with your friends so that they can join the tribe as well. Or better yet, share it on Instagram stories so that I can shout you out and send you a huge thank you. Your support means the world to me. And of course, I want to thank you for being a part of the growth tribe.